0: Hey, everybody, this episode of Finding Freedom on the Lions of Liberty podcast is brought to you by the Paul's to the Wall podcast. Paul's to the Wall is hosted by two libertarian brothers and longtime supporters and listeners of this show, Mike and Nick Paul. Each episode, they interview experts on a whole variety of different topics. Some of their past guests include Scott Horton, Gene Epstein, Pete Quinones, Jason Stapleton, Matt Erickson, and, of course, some of the Lions of Liberty. Myself and fellow uh, host here of Electric Liberty Land, Brian McWilliams, have both been on the podcast. We had an awesome time. Of course, outside of the political discussion that they do on the show, they also interview experts on a lot of other interesting topics, such as history, Cars, jujitsu, music, barbecue, and so much more, guys. You definitely want to check out this podcast. Paul's to the Wall can be found on all major podcast platforms. Check it out today. Again, that is Paul's to the Wall, P A U L S, to the Wall. We are born free, and we will die free. The time in between, though, that's complicated. In that time, governments, institutions, and our egos will limit our ability to find true freedom in this life. These are real stories of real people overcoming the odds, persevering in justice, and unlocking their potential. Welcome to Finding Freedom. Here's your host, John Oderman. Hey, everybody. Welcome. Welcome in Gather Round. Welcome back to another episode of Finding Freedom here on the Lions of Liberty podcast. And you know what? If you're... First time you stumbled upon this podcast, maybe you might have heard about us on another podcast, maybe called Legion of Skanks, and you you Googled us up or you, you typed in Lions of Liberty on the uh, the old podcatcher app, and whoop, here we are. We're right here. Today's episode of Finding Freedom, let me tell you a little bit about it. First of all, Finding Freedom, what we do here is I look at uh, stories where people... Are overcoming the odds, overcoming adversity, a lot of the time fighting their way through prison, things like that, in order to find their freedom in life. Um, Today's episode of Finding Freedom actually bringing on a former guest, someone who has fought their way through prison and has come out on the other side. But today we're talking about people who have been left behind, people who have served decades in prison for violent or nonviolent crimes and uh, are stuck and uh, and cannot get out, and they've, you know, checked every box and done everything possible that any sane person would think. You know what? I, I think it makes sense to uh, let this person be free, let this person out of this cage. But uh, no, in our system, um, you know, you keep them locked in a cage for another ten years because, you know, that's the American dream, right? We have the the largest prison system in the world. And that's how you get there, by doing things like this. But really excited for you guys to hear from my guests today, hear about three specific cases. And uh, I got some change.org petitions that you can find on the show notes page to go sign. You can share this episode to uh, to build awareness. And this is three cases. There's a lot more than this, obviously, but this is just the, uh, the tip of the iceberg we're talking about today. Before we get into that, I want to remind you all about another great podcast. It is called Burning Daylight. And if you like, cowboys if you like cowboy shows if you like hearing some cowboys you know banter back and forth talk about crude things tell some dirty jokes this show is for you and you know if it's not for you then I, i don't even know why you're listening to this show or any lines of liberty shows because we all fully endorse cowboy humor here so you should too Now, you can find the show, obviously, by going uh, wherever you find your podcasts, wherever you're listening to this podcast, just type in "burning Daylight, it'll pop up. Friend of the show, Matt McKinley is the host, so check that out, and without saying anything more, guys, let's get rolling with the show. Okay, welcome back to another episode of Finding Freedom, and here I'm joined again today uh, by Militia Johnson, and she was... On the show, back on episode 260, I believe, and I think that might have been, this, I think it was, it was actually the second to last episode of Felony Friday before we changed, uh, changed the name to Finding Freedom. Of course, we've changed a little bit of uh, what we talk about, expanded uh, the focus of the show somewhat, but the focus is still very much on the criminal justice system uh, shining a light on this broken system. and. Militia wanted to come back on the show to talk about specifically uh, three individuals who are, they've been left behind. They're, they're still in the system. They've done, you know, more than a decade. I think it, maybe all three of them have done 20 years in prison. We, we can get into talking about each case. And uh, I just want to start off by welcoming Militia back to the show. Welcome. Hi, John. Thank you for having me back. I appreciate it. Well, thanks for coming back. And I guess we'll start out before we get into talking about uh, the people who've been left behind here. For people who didn't hear episode 260 of this show, if you could just give, a, uh, give them a, an overview, uh, introduce yourself, you know, talk about your time in prison and what you, what you learned about this criminal justice system that we have here.
1: Well, thank you, John. Um, once again, you know, I'm Militia Johnson. I just was released on November 18th of last year to home confinement, um, I was sentenced federally to 12 years for the charge of wire fraud. I completed 83% of that time, which is 10 years of that 12 year sentence um, due to the CARES Act coming in place and releasing me on home confinement. Um, I'm not working yet due to me having some personal medical issues that I had to deal with. But right now with the, The rules, you know, we have to report once a week. I'm given a leg monitor. They are requiring us to work, to maintain, um, to save. So I'm actually excited about that. Once I finish this month, next month, I believe I'll be going into the workforce. And I'm excited about that because it's been 10 years since I've been out in the community. Um, As far as my time in prison... I'm not going to say that it was a horrible time. I did learn some life lessons. I did gain some skills while I was there. Um, I was employed at Unicorn Warehouse, which I left as a production coordinator. I was there for close to three years. So I got a lot of good work experience. I got I, It just really helped me and boost up a lot of things on my resume as well. Something I never thought I would wind up doing, but it took that experience So I really want to just, you know, just really just talk, not just about me today. I really want to focus on these ladies, like you said at the beginning of that was left behind. So many were left behind, but three in particular that I want to talk about.
0: So so these three that we're going to talk about, did you do time with them? Did you know them while you were in
1: prison? Yes, I personally know them, personally know them, some longer than others, but I personally know all three of them.
0: Okay, so we'll just we'll start out with uh, with Tabitha Gray. So uh, I'll let you tell us about Tabitha. Tell us about her her case.
1: Okay, well, uh, Tabitha is definitely a person that is very close uh, friend. She actually a mentor of mine. She's been incarcerated close to 20 years. She was actually um, involved in it was a bank robbery. So she's classified as a, a violent crime. However, mm-hmm. she didn't participate in anything actual violent. Just because the crime is violent doesn't make mean that she's not violent. Plus, even by the fact that she's done twenty years, anybody can change over twenty years. And so I don't want you to be scared of the fact that it's a, a bank robbery charge that she's not a different person today. Um, like I said, she's been incarcerated for a years. She has three sons um, while she's there. she Her parents are living. And I will say she has a very supportive family, her mother and father, her sons, her brother, her sister. For 20 years, they have been active in her life. And that's just a very um, I love the fact that I, I love it. As a matter of fact, I talked to her mother maybe last week or so. And so they're still expecting their daughter, something to change for her daughter. But while Tabitha was there. She's a mentor to so many. Um, she she actually taught classes. She direct uh she developed a curriculum actually that the Federal Bureau of Prison approved for people to take. Now, Mm -hmm. because programming is so important, um, we get points while you're incarcerated or the amount of classes that you take, and it will help you when it's time for release. However, Tabitha has taken over 100 classes. She took um, victim impact. She's also a suicide watch mentor for people who's trying to uh, commit suicide or even having to think of it. She's wrote books, devotions. But all the class and all the work that she's done, none of that helps her due to the fact that she has that violent crime. So that, that's one of the things. I don't want people to look. We put a petition out. We have over 1,100 signatures now. So we're very pleased about that. Um, she has a clemency that's going in right now. And we just want some fresh eyes to look at it and to not look at who she was, but look at who she is now and the change that she's made while she's incarcerated.
0: Yeah. And just to to chime in quickly on, you know, talking about her her having a, a violent crime You know, that's even talking about a bank robbery. I mean, people make mistakes, and twenty years is a long, long time for almost any crime. Uh, So, uh, yeah, I, I don't, I don't look as that as, and I don't think my audience would would see that as any you know reason you know not to sign the petition or you know not to advocate for her release. So, I think people definitely get behind this. So, how much time? Do you know how much time is left? On her she sentence? has five years left five she years. has five years
1: left on her sentence and we're just we're just actively trying to help her because like i said she has grandchildren now that she's mm-hmm. never seen so so much have changed even with me being gone for ten years then transition has not been easy so her being twenty years so we can just imagine mm-hmm. how how much things have changed for her and like you said twenty years is a long time for anybody and like i said she's a Wonderful person. We got letters from the staff, the certificates that she's completed. Like I said, there's classes and curriculums that she's developed that the FBOP approved for to be taught as part of some of the reentry classes there. So I'm very proud of her, not just because I can say that she's my friend, but I know who she is. And when you've been incarcerated with somebody, we see that every day. You can't only fake it for so long. You can only hide for so long when you're living with a person. So mm-hmm. what I see with her today is something that I saw every day.
0: Yeah, and it's another thing on so so doing 20 years in prison, and people say, okay, she has another five years, she can she can wait another five years. I would push back on that and say, what what else is gonna happen in five more years? Probably we didn't even the, know
1: that the corona was going to take place. Yeah, yeah.
0: Pro- probably the chance of something bad happening, either her getting sick or something like that, or, I mean, it's it's way, way outweighs... She's not going to get more reformed in these last five years. Right. Um exactly. The, the best thing to help her to get back on her feet, to get back with her family, the best way for her to contribute value uh, to society uh, is to be out of prison, so...
1: Exactly. I'm I'm in total agreement with you. There's nothing else. She can't even take any more classes. There's nothing that, that they require for her to do. She has maxed out on everything. So she's ready. And I, I will say that she is ready. And I just pray that the community, this country will give her another chance.
0: So what has happened with her, uh, when she was trying for a compassionate release or...
1: Well, actually, she did put a clemency in under President Obama. That was denied. She put compassionate release in, that was denied. Right now, she has another one in due to the fact that a lot of us have been released on home confinement. And I think a lot of things that what they're looking at is the fact that it's violent. They don't mm-hmm. look at nothing else. They don't look at her post-rehabilitation. They're just looking at violent. And they don't even go any further. So, but she does does have another one in right now and so we're trying all different avenues that we can do to you know try to help her but her clemency and her compassionate release is what we have in right now and what we're working on.
0: Yeah, just uh you know thinking of bank robbery, uh, someone that comes to mind who hasn't been on my show yet but will be on someday. I've I've talked to him before. Um Sean Hopwood, I don't know if you're familiar with him, but uh he did time for uh, for bank robbery got out of prison, got his law degree, and now he's been key in advocating for uh, so many great. of these uh, people getting released. So you can't look at something like a bank robbery and say someone can't come back from that because, I mean, Sean's a great example of, of that.
1: Thank you for sharing that. that that's, thank you for sharing that. See, people can change. Things can happen. Mm-hmm. So, yes.
0: Absolutely. So anything else you wanted to, to talk about uh, before we move on?
1: Well, no, well, basically, I think I just covered it all. I just, you know, as you see the petitions out there, please, you know, sign it. Um, we're also praying that his hands get into the right hands, whether it's the president's hands or the judges that they would just give her another chance. And, but I think you, you basically said it, that, you know, if, if Sean can do better and look, he's working on his law degree. So I know that mm-hmm. good things can happen for Tabitha. If she just given another chance.
0: Absolutely. Okay. Uh, Talking next, uh, Sarah Hohen, and I don't have her change.org petition in front of me. So, yeah, if you could take us through uh, uh, Sarah's case as well.
1: Okay. The title of her change.org is Please Bring Sarah Home. But Sarah is currently 33 years old. She's been incarcerated for 10 years. She's actually a mentee of mine's. Um, I've been knowing her for 10 years. I've been knowing her since the time that she became incarcerated. Um, she was 22 when she uh, received a 27 year sentence. She received 27 years for manufacturing meth, um, conspiracy, and when was all due to her co-defendant, which is her second child's father. Um, so she has her children now are 17, 14 and 11. Sarah works at Unicorn now, but she's very remorseful for the things that brought her into prison. She didn't wanna, she was on drugs and she was too ashamed to get help. And a lot of time with the drug offenders, most of them are addicts. You know, it's not just a point of the selling, but they're addicts. And a lot of times help is not even offered to them. they just ready to throw, throw you in prison and not giving you the help for what you need while you're, you know, they led you into that situation. But she's definitely remorseful for her situation. Currently, her mother is um, has some health issues. And her children had to kind of be separated a little bit because her mother's not able to see about them as well as, you know, other things. And Sarah has her clemency in as well. Um, she was denied for the Home Confinement Act because they consider this as uh, violent as well. Um, I guess is the amount of drugs that came with it. But she definitely um, needs another chance. She's very beautiful person on the inside and out. She's ready to advocate. She's ready to be the The parent for her children that she's missed the last 10 years of her life. And she's just waiting for somebody just to hear her voice, knowing that it, the charge doesn't speak for her. She was an addict.
0: So h- how much time has she done? So she was 22 when she went in. S-
1: yes. She's done, years, oh, she's done 10 years. She's done 10. She seconds. had a 27 year sentence. Yes.
0: Yeah. And she, oh, this is, yeah, this is sad. Three kids. So yeah, the past 10 years they've, they've been without their mother. Very sad.
1: Yes. But, you know, like I said, as well as with Tabitha, but her kids are are active in her life, you know, as well. And, and we just really are grateful for them just standing still standing there. But it definitely is causing a strain on her mother right now to because mm-hmm. she's been doing it for the last 10 years. And now she has these health issues. So at least if uh, her clemency, we're praying that the clemency go through, but release her on home confinement. There are so many people that was released on home confinement you know, this is still a form of incarceration. You know, we're still being monitored. We still have to go and do drug and alcohol tests or whatever the case may be. You know, she deserves a chance as well. And I just pray something comes out for that. So if you see her, is please bring Sarah home, sign her petition as well. We will be submitting it to the president as well as to the the United District Courts.
0: Yeah, hopefully Biden gets started soon with some some clemency. That would would be Yeah, We're ready. We're we're
1: on pins and needles like, all right, let's let's start it off. You know, he's doing a great job now and we're just waiting for some more good things to come for the people who's behind the walls.
0: Is anybody here hearing any rumblings of of clemencies coming or has there been pretty much? uh, Well, one of the
1: girls um, I, I did hear from and she said that she heard now where the source come from. I'm not sure, but she said that she has heard. So now there's a lot of people trying to put clemencies in. So the ones that haven't, you know, trying to put them in because if this is something that he's going to do, there was talk. There was some talk about um at least trying to get the people that's in camp home. You know, the ones that's in mm-hmm. camp is a minimum security. You know, there's no fence behind them. So I pray that that work and that will help save some money because basically the campers take care of themselves.
0: Yeah. So what? What was Sarah's so. 27 year sentence first- time drug offense yes. what 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 was her offense conspiracy to com-
1: manufacture manufacture methamphetamines
0: Ah, uh, conspiracy that's yes. God, that's a terrible charge
1: yes 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 you know um, she, you know it's, it's just you know it's been very hard on her it's just been very hard on her because she was just caught up with the wrong person you know just mm-hmm. caught up with the wrong person but like I said at the beginning she's an addict or she was an addict And she just needed help, but Mm -hmm. she caught that conspiracy charge.
0: Yeah, and you know one thing that Joe Biden campaigned on is that you know people shouldn't they shouldn't go to prison for uh, you know drug crimes, the crime of being an addict, which addiction is not a crime. So yeah, let's let's see if let's see if we'll stand by his uh, campaign. Yes, I I hope that he does. Obviously, yes. Okay, so. Next, we want to talk about uh, Lazara Ordaz.
1: Yes. Now she has been incarcerated. She's 62 years old. She's been incarcerated for 23 years. She has a 35-year sentence. Now, Lazara's case is a little different. Right now, she has an immigration hold on her because she's she was born in Cuba. However, Cubans are non-deportable. So right now... She couldn't even be at the camp if she had to get deported. They would have her in the FCI, but whatever the reason, because of the length of time that she has on her sentence, immigration won't release that detainer off of her. Okay. But she has completed all the, but she will still be here in the United States because she's considered as an American because their Cubans are considered. They're not deportable. They, They can, they're residents here. But once immigration can release that, She has done everything that she needs to do in reference to the FBOP's rules and regulations. She's took classes. Like I said, she's been incarcerated for 23 years. She's 62 years old. You know, there's she's she spent the majority of her life there. And now it's time for her to just go home and just enjoy the rest of her life. She's very well respected in the prison, you know, with staff as well as inmates. She's a very good heart person. And she just want another chance. She just want another chance. She's been believing every day that something is going to change for her. And I'm just believing that something will happen for her as well.
0: Yeah. The, the change.org petitions written by her daughter. Right. And she says yes. that um, her she was two years old. This is her daughter speaking when, when her mom uh, went into prison hard, really hard to imagine that. Yes. Uh, so two years yeah.
1: old. Yes. And, and right now, she she has a lot of support. She definitely has a lot of support. We have been in, com- um, in conversation with the immigration officer. So we're just just believing the more people that were signed, the more people that were helped. We're going to submit that petition to the immigration officer since she's not going to be deported anyway. Since she's not going to be deported. Why keep that hold on her? Why keep it if you're not going to do anything? So. If we can get these signatures and say they do support her, this would be great. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that, that doesn't make any. I mean, I'm not surprised it doesn't make any sense. But yeah, having the hold on it doesn't. Like, what, what's what's the point?
1: Right, exactly. You know, but a lot of times they do that. And by me being at an FCI, I have seen it. it is I think it's Cuban is one other country, and sometimes they just do it just to get you there to release you. You know, and it just kind of and it it prohibits them from any re-entry um credits or even doing anything because of that hold that's on them but like i said i don't even know why the detainer is on her being at a camp anyway Mm -hmm. because she shouldn't even you know but they're just doing it but we just want to get these signatures submit it to him come on give her another chance she's done 23 years let's 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 run it she's 62 years old doing great she's she's working she's definitely working she's working mm-hmm. three jobs actually. So she's just staying busy, you know, just trying to stay out in the way so she can go ahead and get another chance with her daughter.
0: So she's working three jobs in prison. Yes. How yes. does that work? Like, it-
1: well, when she goes in the kitchen in the morning and then she'll work a little bit there, then she'll start at Unicore and, and do there. And then she's also the camp's photographer. So she takes pictures on the weekend. Mm-hmm. So her, she just she just stays busy. So the kitchen, camp photographer, as well as working a full time shift at Unicorn.
0: How much of that money are you able to keep, or does the prison take? They take a percentage of it.
1: Well, the only ones who lose don't actually keep some of the money is the ones that own restitution. So if you have restitution, they take half of it out. If you're working at Unicorn, mm-hmm. but if you're not, you, you're able to keep your your paycheck. And the most you make at Unicorn is like a dollar twenty five cents. Regular compound is like forty six cents, twenty five dollars a month. So you're really a lot of times if you don't have any outside support, they'll try to take on multiple jobs just to be able to get their basic hygienes every month.
0: Man, yeah, that that is crazy. That I mean, obviously the the conversation in the country right now is is minimum wage. Yes. Let's let's talk about these prison wages. That is absurd. I mean, that's that's criminal.
1: I'm telling you and then if you have and then you have this FRP charge which is $100 so if you're making $25 a month and they want you to pay $100 you know it's it's very hard that like I said it definitely don't have no support on the outside it's it's very hard but 46 cents an hour is is and they some of them really calculate the hour like if you're not there an hour okay well you don't get your 46 cents you know so it's it's very absurd, and I I hate it. And I'm but I'm glad that I'm not there. But I hate it for the ones that are there. So we're definitely trying to trying to help as many as we can.
0: What What does that? I mean, because you're someone who's been through this. Um, what does that do to you mentally when you're doing work and you're working hard and you know you're just getting this like little, you know, small piece of the of the wage you should be getting.
1: If you don't know your worth, it will make you feel like you're less than or that this is what I'm only worth. I can't do no better. And a lot of times people don't want to even, they just feel like, hey, this is what I'm worth. You know, and it and it, and it, and it lessens your self-esteem, your morale. And then you have some people who don't want to do anything because I'm only getting paid 46 cents. And mm-hmm. it's hard for me to sweat and, and do this for 46 cents, but they know that there's penalties if they don't do it you know, but it it does make it hard. It makes your attitude, you know, have more of an attitude. It just, it's a very depressing situation, very depressing situation.
0: Yeah, I can, I can definitely imagine. So just want to say one more time to go over the names and I will list the, the three of these change.org petitions um, on our website at lionsofliberty.com on this show. So it's Tabitha Gray, Sarah Hohen, and Lazara Ordaz. Yes. Um, anything else you want to say about these cases, or is there anyone else you wanted to uh, advocate for?
1: Well, I don't have any another um, application or change.org uh, petition mm-hmm. that I know of offhand, but there's there's so many. If you see some of these things that's coming out far as petitions, whether whoever it is, you know, take a look, read a little of the background and, and try to support, try to help. We need the country's support there's so much that the ones that's incarcerated can do. So we're dependent on our country. You know, we're talking about the taxpayers money that's in, that's that's paying there. But like I said, the, the ones that's in camp, they're taking care of themselves. And it's really a waste. So if you see anything's changing, that's going to benefit or that's going to help or that's going to even return a mother or father home to their children. You know, sign it. Just 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 please signs, please support and it's not just for these three, but so many others that's, that's coming behind them or even that's out there right now.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, tell your friends to support and yes. share this and show. And share it.
1: Share it. When you sign it, share it on your yeah. Facebook page, tweet it, whatever you have to do, share it. You know, just ask for help. We just, we just need help. We just need help. And we're, we're people too. We're human too. Yes. We made a mistake. We, and, but we've, we've done our time. We paid our penalties. Please just help us get us, to reestablish ourselves in society so we can become productive members of society.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think, I think the tide is turning, especially with the, the younger generations um, understanding how broken the criminal justice system is. Yes. And it's just become it's become so apparent as more and more people do get out and are sharing their stories. It's you look at this stuff and it's like, how, like, how did this happen? Like who, I mean, we know how it happened. It's the, uh, these laws were written, and it's it's a,
1: when the, the history the,
0: when they write the history books. This is going to be a, a very very dark period in American history for sure.
1: Wow, the length of time that that is that's given. That's the thing. The length of time that is getting mm. Given, and I will like to say though that when the COVID first came and they was starting to release people on home confinement there was some that was denied uh, to go, you know, they was given dates and it was taken. I shared on the last time I was with you that I had a date and then that mine was taken. And there was a young lady who passed away not too long ago that had a date and she went out for surgery and she didn't come back. And so my heart just really goes out to her family because they was expecting their daughter home. And then she lost a date and then lost her life while she was incarcerated.
0: That's terrible. Well, militia, I, I want to thank you for, for what you're doing. You know, uh, yes, you've gotten, you've gotten out, you're, you're on home confinement, correct? Yes. So uh, how much longer do you have on, on home confinement?
1: I have, uh, 18 months actually. I still have a year and a half left on my so sentence. Any so chance, have, that, yes. any
0: chance to shorten that or?
1: Well, we're believing, we're hoping that mm-hmm. You know, because they're trying to determine what they're going to do with the rest of the the people that's on home confinement. So we're just believing that the judges is going to give us a reduction of sentence. You know, I have my clemency Mm -hmm. in as well. So, you know, they can I know a person that did get clemency while she was on home confinement. So whether it's a reduction or clemency, however, they want to do it. You know, I'm down for it.
0: Yeah, well, I will definitely be praying for you that Thank you get you. that. I'll, I'll be praying for these three, uh, these three ladies as well. And I, just, you know, I just want to, you know, say that I think it's incredible what would you do and what so many of my other past guests do after you get out, rather than, you know, just going about your life. And which I, I would totally not judge anybody for for doing that. Right. But it seems like. Ninety-nine percent of of people that, that I speak with that come on this show, as soon as they get out, they turn around and uh, actively campaign to get, you know, people out who were left behind. So I think that's well, John, that's I don't
1: want to forget where I was at. I know what it's like. I've been there. And there's a lot of people who do say that when they get out, they're gonna do things and no judgment either, because I know once you get out here, things change, you know, you're working, you have your family. But this is a, a strong passion of mine is a strong passion of mine and I I pray I said God keep this in my heart because I know I've been there before. I've been there and I don't wish this on my family, your family or anybody's family. You know, if it doesn't have to happen, but I want I want to continue to go on with this. I'm actually enrolling in school now for counseling because I want to open up a recovery center, a counseling center for the people who did come out. There's just so much that I want to do because I've been there. And so who can relate better than a person who's been there themselves?
0: Absolutely. Well, Melissa, you're doing a great job, and I wish you the best of luck going forward. And uh, thank you for coming back on the show.
1: And thank you for having me. I appreciate it, John.
0: Hey, friends, what is happening? Just a quick note I want to talk to you about another great podcast, one that I listen to all the time. It's called Good Morning Liberty. It's hosted by our good friends, Nate and Charlie. These are two guys that, uh, I'll tell you what, they do a great job of sorting through the news and pulling out the most important stuff. They're two guys that they actually work together and they have a a healthcare IT consulting company. So really cool, interesting background for a lot of the things that we're going through today with the pandemic and everything else. But also importantly, I think that they really bring a great way of taking uh, complicated ideas and condensing them down so you can easily communicate them to your friends and persuade them to uh, you know actually agree with you on some topics. So I really want to encourage you, if you haven't done this yet, go give Good Morning Liberty a listen. Check out Nate and Charlie and uh, tell them that I sent you to listen to Good Morning Liberty. Check it out. Hope you all enjoyed that interview on Finding Freedom, another awesome guest And hopefully you guys also have subscribed to the Lions of Liberty podcast and you're getting all three of our unique shows in your uh, little listening device delivered to your ears. Um, If you haven't, please do that. Just go to your app. You know how to do it and subscribe. You can also leave us a five-star review and a nice comment. We would prefer if you did it on Apple podcasts, but anywhere you can on the internet, please leave us a positive comment. Also, the three shows that we have, uh, Monday's show with uh, Mark Claire our flagship program, our longest running program, and uh, on Wednesday, Electric Liberty Land with Brian McWilliams. Um, those guys have been killing it, and I am so excited about the direction of Lions of Liberty. Um, we're seeing some awesome numbers right now, and we're going to continue to grow, so it's great stuff. If you want to support us, we would love that too. Please go to patreon.com slash lions of liberty. You can uh, support us for as little as a couple bucks. Or if you get in at a higher level, you get merchandise and access to us and all the way up to you can advertise on the show or get to even produce a show. So check it all out. Patreon.com slash lions of liberty. And If you haven't checked it out yet, please consider checking out the Lions of Liberty store where we have some awesome t-shirts. We have a taxation is death t-shirt with an awesome design. We have a wax on tax off t-shirt and we're always coming up with new ideas and adding new t-shirt designs to the store. Check that out at lionsofliberty.store and if you're in the pride, you get a discount on anything you buy in the store. So you do both of those things and you win. That's all I got, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. This is John Odermatt signing off. Always remember to keep your head up, and the fires of liberty burning.